Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Planning permission has been granted this week to create some uh, some uh, of one of the biggest infrastructure pieces to harness on and offshore wind power in Ireland. Once constructed in County Wicklow, the new distribution facility will link the proposed wind farm just off the coast of Wicklow. Uh, is this the start of the green revolution that we've been promised? Or will this take years? All questions for Barry Kilcline, the Director of Offshore Development uh, for SSE Renewables uh, in Ireland. Good morning, Barry. Morning, Joe. Tell, um, us a, tell us a little bit about this piece of the puzzle, the infrastructure puzzle uh, that is going to slot into place. So we've secured planning permission for the onshore grid element of SSE Renewables offshore wind farm in Arklow. So in layman's terms, that's about six kilometres of cabling from the foreshore to a new electricity substation to the south of Arklow, which connects back to the national grid. We're really excited by this, and it's the culmination of three years' worth of work. It's a big day for our project and for Arklow and for the wider tell, industry. Tell us a little bit about what this means for ordinary consumers of electricity. It means you're, you'll be able to put the wind turbines out in, uh, off, offshore near Arklow. A big cable goes under the sea and connects to uh, this, this station, for the want of a better phrase, um, on, on land. Exactly, exactly. And this, this is just a stepping stone uh, on the way to delivering offshore wind projects. So it takes about 10 years to build these projects. 10. 10 years. And we've got a few more steps ahead of us. So I'm delighted to announce that this week we have submitted an application to the Department of Environment for what's called a Maritime Area Consent or a MAC for the Arclo project. And th- this basically means that you will own the economic rights uh, for a, a bit of chunk, a square of the sea in the Irish Sea. Exactly. Securing this MAC will give us exclusivity over seabed and it's another key milestone for us and once secured it will allow us to go on to seek planning permission for the offshore element of the works to match up with the onshore element. Now, uh, how much energy um, in megawatts or whatever units you prefer will this wind farm on Arklow eventually produce? So Arklow is in around 800 megawatts. How many Arklows? How many Arklows? That's about 800,000 homes. So I think it's about, I did the maths last night, it's about 135 Arklows that it will power. Okay, so that's quite a bit of energy uh, uh, that's going to be generated by wind uh, in a few years. It might take maybe five to ten years before that comes on shore. How many of those does the state hope to have? How many of those Arklow wind farms does the state need? So the state has identified a number of projects, offshore wind projects that have been in development for the past number of years and they're calling them phase one projects. They're progressing them through the consenting and the auction system over the next number of years. Um, and if all of those projects are delivered, um, it will provide about three and a half to four gigawatts of offshore wind energy. OK, so what is so that's, a, you know, you need maybe six more of these Arclo projects? About six more of the Arclo projects. And that will get us 80 percent of the way to our 2030 offshore wind renewable target of five gigawatts. Now, are you worried, Barry, uh, about the pace at which massive infrastructure projects get completed in this country. We've seen the National Maternity Hospital, we've seen the Metro, we've seen the National Children's Hospital. Stuff gets delayed. Yeah, well, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, Joe. Um, It's going to be really challenging for us to deliver on our 2030 targets and we're already behind. You heard the EPA yesterday. Uh, Our greenhouse gas emission projections are very bad 
and it's all about implementation, implementation, implementation. We need to ensure that our statutory stakeholders are resourced and supported effectively to allow them make the brave decisions to ensure the projects move swiftly through the planning and consenting process. Where is the sand in the works? What is the delay? Is it people uh, objecting judicial reviews, whatever it is? I suppose we haven't got to, to that stage yet, but Ireland is an emerging market. So this is the, the first time that we're deploying offshore wind at scale. Um, so if you look to the UK, our nearest neighbours, they've been at this for 20 years and they have legislation and processes and procedures that are in place and are tried and tested. And we're starting on our we're starting on that journey. And we're starting a bit late, given the the uh, carbon reduction plans that we have published and we have signed up to not just uh, at EU level, but at global levels. We are behind schedule on this thing. So where how can you speed up this process? We've we've got to signal to the supply chain that Ireland is open for business beyond 2030. So we've we've a good target of of five gigawatts by 2030 of offshore wind, but that could be better. And we also need to look beyond 2030 so that we can tap into the fabulous resource that we have along the west coast of Ireland. One of the windiest places on earth. Now, I've spoken about the the Wicklow coast, which can be quite windy, um, but it's nothing compared to Galway, Mayo, Clare, Limerick. Yeah, so the reason you're seeing projects down the east coast is because the demand centres are along the east coast and the waters are shallow enough to allow turbines to be fixed to the seabed. Mm -hmm. So turbines fixed to the seabed are currently the most proven and the most cost-effective way of deploying large-scale offshore wind. But as you say, we've got a fabulous resource down the west coast with higher wind speeds, but we'll need floating technologies to be able to tap into that. And those floating technology technologies are in development at the moment, but it'll likely be eight to ten years before they're able to be deployed at the ah, scale so that we need. So that's a few years off. Correct. Uh, uh, final question, uh, Kadri Simpson, the Energy um, Commissioner uh, in Brussels, she said it costs too much to connect to the grid. You heard me talk about that in the papers. I did, and that is the case. You know, Ireland's grid connection costs are very significant compared to the rest of Europe. And that's going to be a really important thing going forward. So if we want to be the Saudi Arabia of offshore wind and use that fabulous resource to power Europe, which we can, we need to crack the conundrum of transport. How are we going to get that electricity from the West Coast back to Europe? The Saudi Arabia of Europe. I never thought that our weather would be a huge selling point. Potentially there you go. Future. Barry, thank you so much for coming in. That's Barry Kilcline, the Director of Offshore Development Ireland at SSE Renewables. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.